Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Well, they certainly saved the best till last mm. because for my money, the final Raw, the final live mm. Raw of 2022 was the best Raw of 2022. Hands down for me, the best Raw of the Triple H era. Mm-hmm. And it was down to one thing, wonderful chaotic nonsense. <laughs> This was so much fun. Oh my god, what an incredibly fun show this was. It this was, was great. Attitude Era levels of bonkers, chaotic nonsense. Great. And I am here for all of it. Absolutely. I am Luco in DAD, your Jam That Champion. And I'm joined by, uh, my, not my intangible co-host, but my Blackpool Content Club cohort, Chopper Pete Quinnell. Hi. Welcome to the Wrestle Talk Podcast channel. Please, if this is your first time here, press the subscribe button, give us a little thumbs up button, and get your comments in down below if you're watching this on demand. Or if you're watching it live, head on over to wrestletalk.com forward slash support, and you can get your statement or comment read out on the air by these handsome little devils if you pay above the five US dollar level. Mm. And if you're Canadian or Australian dollars or your Great British pounds, US dollars, please and thank you. And hey, if you're in the mood to click some links, why not click the link to Incogni, this episode's sponsor, because the internet is a dangerous place and it's stealing all of your data. Well, the internet as a whole isn't stealing your data, mm. but there are companies that are buying up data and then they're selling that data onto other people. That could be things like your name, your date of birth, where you live, contact numbers, sexual preferences. Uh, your educational history, mm. all sorts of things are being sold around because there are companies that like to mine things for data and then sell those onto other people. And Incogni is a way for you to protect yourself because legally you can have all of your data removed from these databases, but to do so will take you years. So Incogni will do all the work for you. It's a fabulous service. We use it here in the WrestleTalk office. And the first 100 people to use the promo code WTPODCAST in our link in the video description down below will get quite the discount so go and check out that in the video description down below we'll talk a little bit more about them a little bit later on but first pete can we celebrate this christmas show because this is our last live raw Mm. for next year there won't be a raw podcast next week because 
there's not a Raw episode next week. It's a clip show. It's a clip show that is the best of uh, best of WWE 2022. Yes. And as a and you know to kind of mirror that, we'll be posting our best of Wrestle Talk 2022 clip show. So that will be going uh, live next Tuesday instead of the Raw podcast because there's no Raw review. But Pete, because this is our last one of the year, I'm going to put my title belt down. And I think you and I should have a little brewski. Hey, hey. I've already. Oh, been, okay. Well, a bit of funny work. Nice. Good job. Cheers. 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 Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. 2022 to all of you. Merry, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays and all that good gubbins. Merry, Thank Cri- you Merry Chrysler. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Wrestle Talk podcast. So, mm. Delight. delightful. Let me get myself a coaster. Right in the middle. Right in the shot. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I'm not advertising what it is. Right in the shot, Luke. <laughs> Would you want me purposefully to... put mine out of the shot? My laptop You're like, is there, Pete. right I'm here. I'm gonna put it right next to my laptop. <laughs> you know what I'm like. That's <laughs> true. I'm a I cl- do know what you're like. I'm a clumsy bear. Mm. I'm a silly old bear. But anyway, happy holidays to all of you, and what a way to celebrate the happy holidays as Pete puts his right next to mine for audio podcast listeners. <laughs> You're welcome, headphone users. Almost disgusting. (laughs) And what a way to celebrate and ring out the new year with a cracking episode of Monday Night Raw. I have had a lot of heat from uh, the WrestleTalk viewership since Triple H took over Mm. because I haven't really handed out five out of five episodes. I've been mostly four out of five along the way because I've been like, these are very, very good shows. Mm. A lot of people are like, what's it going to take for this to be a five out of... Come on, Luke. Surely this week's a five out of... Surely this week. It had one good match on it. Surely this week is... Mm -hmm. And a lot of people often uh, use the argument of, well, it's way better than it was before, which is undeniable. Mm. Absolutely. And this is why you don't always just hand out the five out of fives mm. because then episodes like this come along that truly deserve the five out of five. And this had a wonderful show long storyline that was beautifully chaotic. It was so good. Yeah. But do you know why this episode was a five out of five? Realistically, the reason this was a five out of five was because the bloodline was on it a lot. Oh yeah. And the bloodline are the best thing in WWE. But it wasn't just, oh hey, the bloodline are on the show. Because the bloodline mm. are on Raw every now and again. They were all over this Not show. Not as often as I would like, but they were, you know, they are on the show. They have had matches. The Usos have had matches. Sami Zayn has had matches and another. But yeah, you're right. They were in broadly every segment on Ooh. this show. Oh, it was good though, wasn't it? And it ties into what happened on SmackDown. So on SmackDown, Kevin Owens is announced that he's going to be teaming with John Cena to take on Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn. Owens and Zayn are in a match together. Oh, and John Cena's there and Roman's wrestling and everything. That sounds fun. Doesn't it? Oh, poor old Cultaholic as well. Mm. Put up their tweet that said, uh, 2022 will be the first year since 2001 that John Cena has not wrestled a match for <laughs> WWE. They put that tweet up like six days ago. <laughs> And then WWE pissed on all of their chips and ruined their very fun little factoid. Sure did. Because John Cena and Kevin Owens will team up together for the December 30th episode of SmackDown. Do you think that they just did that so they can have John Cena wrestle every year since, you know, to ruin that factoid? Well, I mean, I can tell you this for free. Mm. Um, So this was on uh, Wrestling Observer Radio. Dave Meltzer and Brian Alves were talking about, you know, are there any draws in Mm. wrestling anymore? Uh, Often the uh, argument has been that WWE doesn't have draws. The brand is the draw. And that's actually WWE's own arguments. They don't want to push people to be draws because the company is the draw. Mm. John Cena announcement for being on that SmackDown has sold an extra 4,000 tickets to that show. It's a lot of tickets, Yeah. That. So if you're ever any questions, are there any draws in wrestling? Yeah, John Cena is one of them. So they announced that on SmackDown. 
So Roman Reigns, the mafia boss that he is, mm. made a proclamation that the bloodline are going to come to Raw and they're going to destroy Raw mm -hmm. because Kevin Owens dared to step up to the bloodline. So the bloodline arrive and it's them filming things themselves. How it got to the production trap, I don't know. But like, it's, you know, never, but I don't care. No. And they are filming themselves attacking. So like, Mustafa Ali is laid out. Later on in the show, Elias has been laid out with a guitar. Andre Chase from NXT was laid out. And they have to explain, it's like, oh, he was here to wrestle on main events, which is, I now care about main events. <laughs> I think, what a wonderful angle this it's is. It's just good continuity, that. And like later on, um, who else? Oh, Cedric Alexander. Cedric Alexander, Dolph Ziggler. And Dolph Ziggler's laid out. And Kathy Kelly was like, Dolph, what happened? I'm like, Kathy, <laughs> you've been here all night, mate. What do you think happened? Big... I fell over. You big dunderhead. Yeah. Like people are laid out. What happened, Dolph? Well, it wasn't Austin Theory, was it? No. It was the man that Dolph's like, it was the bloodline. The bloodline happened. And then there was a match, which we'll get into a little bit later on, which was the OC versus Alpha Academy. And mm -hmm. after that match, the uh, bloodline come down and lay out the OC. Sami Zayn and AJ Styles brawl a little bit more, and that sets up a match between those two. Oh. And that had some solo Sokoa stuff in there as well. So yeah. it's all, this was the bloodline systematically destroying Raw in almost every single segment. And this was literally like during a tag match, which I believe was OC versus um, uh, Alpha Academy. Alpha Academy. Or was it Judgment Day versus um, Street Profits? One of the two. They literally cut like mid-match. They're like, uh, we're just going to show you something real quick. And it just cuts to the bloodline beating people up backstage. That was the one, yeah. That was when they attacked Andre Chase and uh, Elias. Yeah. Even brilliantly that. So the Street Profits for that match came out with Akira Tozawa. Mm. And you're like, oh yeah, because they were in a six-man last week. But Corey Gray's like, no, no, that's strength in numbers. Because the bloodline are attacking people. So mm. people like Raw Stars are now bandying together so that they can protect themselves from being attacked beautiful way to like hype them up as a threat yeah absolutely but for me this all culminated in a angle and the main event yes which was rollins and austin theory had a promo segment mm -hmm. to hype up their u.s title match they've got in two weeks time because there's no raw next week so they were hyping things for two weeks time the women's title match between bel-air and bliss is happening on that show first roar of the excuse me first roar of the year and the it's already gone to me mm -hmm. and the theory rollins title match and they had a very good promo segment. Mm -hmm. I thought Rollins in particular was awesome. He was great in yeah. this segment. Yeah. Theory had some really cool lines where he was like, you're just the third best member of the Shield. So it's like a lot of like, ooh. Yeah. I also really liked that he made a John Cena reference. Sure did. The champ is here. I've got to think it's him Cena at Mania. You know, I'd love it. Honestly, <laughs> great idea. Him Cena at Mania for the US title. I think that I'm is, it. I'm really into that. Yeah. I don't think I would have been into it earlier this year when he mm -hmm. was like, Theory! Yeah. With, with Vince McMahon and everything. Mm. But this new Austin Theory, who I realized actually just looks like budget Flip Gordon. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you do have a point. Yeah, with the jacket and everything. He yeah. came out and was like, pretty sure I've seen you a lot of indie shows <laughs> in 2018. It's the beard now. It's the beard the now. Makes it, he yeah. looks like budget Flip Gordon. Yeah. Um. And, and anyway, like they're having this and Rollins just starts yelling because this brilliant fiery babyface promo mm -hmm. about how, hey, it's not the title that makes the man. It's the man that makes the title. Why don't you prove that you're a man now mm -hmm. and we'll have our title match right now. And it looks like they're about to square off and the Usos walk through the crowd. And there's this genuine sense of, uh -oh. oh dear. Because we've seen like for two hours now what has happened when the bloodline have been attacking Raw stars. And so the Usos coming through the crowd, Theory and Rollins have both got their shirts off and they stand together. Mm -hmm. 
The two big stars of Monday Night Raw, bitter rivals, have to put aside their differences to fight against this invading force. And Austin Theory grabs his belt and walks away, leaving Rollins to be attacked alone. Oh, it were great! What a dick. <laughs> I love it. So, so good. But then, of course, the USOs come out, and Kevin Owens makes the save oh. of all people. Comes out, and... I'd forgotten all of the Rollins <laughs> Owens stuff. I, I thought you were about to say, I forgot all of this was about Kevin Owens. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot all the Rollins Owens stuff yeah. from earlier this year. So then they're saying, oh, they got a lot of history. I was like, oh yeah, they do. They, of course they do. They were a tag team yeah. earlier this year competing for the tag titles. Yeah. And like then they they essentially feuded over each, between each other. Like who's going to get on the WrestleMania mm -hmm. card? And Rollins was trying to steal Kevin Owens' spot, which they referenced yep. in a promo yep. later on. And so like, Kevin Owens comes out to make the same huge pop for KO making the same. Mm. Him and Rollins fight them off, stand side by side, and Rollins just says, Are you thinking what I'm thinking? I'm like, yeah, let's have a tag team match. And Adam Pearce and the security guards are trying to break this all up, and Pierce like, Yeah, you got it. It's official. And I was like, I love this episode of Raw mm -hmm. so, so much. And I cannot wait for this main event. Yep. And that main event was the Usos versus Owens and Rollins. My only complaint about this is it was only 10 minutes. Yeah. I could have watched another ten. I could have watched another fifteen of oh. these four walking, like of these four working together. Yeah, it well, shows how stacked this episode of Raw was, where it didn't have enough time. Well, you say the four of them because then out comes Solo Sokoa, and you go, "Oh man, okay, this is going to get crazy." And then the OC come out, and they start rolling, and then Austin Theory's there, oh. and I was like, "Oh my god, everybody's here! This is so much fun!" And so chaotic. It was just the most chaotic ending to the show. The okay, I have one other. Not complain. It's mm -hmm. not even a nitpick. It's just something I thought was really funny. Mm -hmm. Kevin Owens is hitting Jay, and he says, and this is a direct quote, where's Sammy Uso, huh? Where's your dog, Sammy Uso? And Kevin Patrick on commentary said, Ken Kevin Owens really wants Roman Reigns. <laughs> <laughs> very, very clearly said... <laughs> <laughs> well, they tried. They try. Yeah. He is always trying, bless his cotton socks. Yeah. Uh, speaking of cotton socks, Byron Saxton socks, eh? We'll talk about those later. Crikey. So they're having this match. Very, very good match. And as you say, it broke down. Like, Solo Sokoa comes down, mm -hmm. and we saw Solo Sokoa attack AJ in their match. So he's yep. already been established as this threatening presence, particularly if like, it's your first time watching the episodes, mm -hmm. right? And then the good brothers out of nowhere come down and brawl with Solo Sokoa. Even he looks surprised mm. uh, by this because it's it's the good brothers. They're not yeah. involved in this, but they were involved in what happened earlier. Yep. And then Seth Rollins uses this distraction to post Solo Sokoa, gives Jay the stomp on the outside. And then Kevin and Jimmy have this really good exchange of like reversing super kicks, reversing the pop-up powerbomb, avoiding the stunner. And eventually Owens hits the pop-up powerbomb and gets the win. Mm -hmm. Proper year 2000s attitude era raw levels of chaotic main event that mm -hmm. the crowd were started at 11 and remained so yeah and what i loved about this is you have so many people involved owens rollins the uso solo sokoa the oc theory each of this because theory also decked rollins with the u.s yeah, title sorry i forgot about on that. the outside yeah. during all this theory decks rollins on the outside with the u.s title just to click keep that plate spinning as well because they haven't their time much in two weeks and on top of all that, there's no Sami Zayn. Brilliant. Do not have him involved with the Kevin Owens thing. And then the match ends. KO wins. Sami then comes out afterwards 
and has a stare down with Kevin Owens. He slides in the ring. Looked like he was about to attack him. Yep. Slid into the ring, but Owens turns around, so he stopped and himself. He and they have this very intense stare down. And Sami Zayn just backs out of the ring. And that is how the show goes off the air. I Juicy. cannot wait for that tag team match on SmackDown. Oof. Cannot wait. And it's not just Roman's wrestling. And mm-hmm. John Cena is on the show. Yeah. It's Owens and Zayn. Yeah, man. And that moment when they're tagged in together, mm-hmm. even if we don't get that moment, it's actually, I wonder if they'll play it like the six man with Punk and MJF during their mm. feud, where, where, they just, don't touch. where they never touch yeah. in the entire six man tag. Yeah. I wonder if they'll do something like that. It wouldn't surprise me. If even if they have like, you know, you have Sami Zayn get the tag in against Kevin Owens. But then he stops and Roman's just like, no, you have to tag me in. Yeah. And Sammy's like ordered to like yeah. go back out or something like that. Those no, two starts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot of potential here. I, I love it. And this, I think this is a fantastic way to build that match on SmackDown. Occasionally on Raw, they, they can run into the problem of it just being like, we'll just watch SmackDown because that's the important show. And they were not going to put that much effort into Raw. This was a fantastic way to further that feud and build hype for that show without making Raw feel unimportant. This That's still it. felt important. That's the key to it, because we have had episodes of Raw in the past that have just felt like long adverts for SmackDown. Mm. And it, it's it's been one of my big issues I've had with Raw over the last couple of months is that it doesn't feel important because all the important stuff is happening on SmackDown. Yeah. And it's not just the bloodline are over there. Bray's there as well. Mm-hmm. And like Ronda is there. So mm-hmm. it feels like all of the top stars that WWE is super and hyper focused on are on the two hour show on Fridays. Mm-hmm. And this three hour show here is sort of just got the dregs of the things they're not interested in. Yeah. But this is one of those episodes of Raw where, yeah, it was there to promote SmackDown. But Raw itself still felt like, well, if you didn't watch Raw, you missed out on all mm-hmm. of this. That means you'll miss out on this context or when you get to SmackDown. Absolutely, yeah. And uh, this is a very, very small thing. I don't know if this was intentional or not, but this is something that I'm going to say is intentional and I'm going to love them for it. Spoilers, earlier in the night when it's Sami Zayn versus AJ Styles, Sami Zayn wins a match with the Blue Thunderbomb. His finisher, the Huluva Kick, was not used. It was the Blue Thunderbomb. In the main event, Owens did not use the stunner. He used the pop-up powerbomb, which these days is a signature move. Both Sammy and KO won with their signature moves, not their finishers. Did they intend for that to happen? I don't know, but it's a nice parallel, and I love it. I mean, maybe. I mean, Owens has been winning more and more with the pop-up powerbomb since, since Triple H came. <laughs> since Triple H took over. Details, don't care. I cannot talk about how good... I can't talk enough about how good this was. And how so this whole show... The great thing about this is... For the first time in a while, Raw did not drag. It really didn't. It flew by mm-hmm. because every hour was something new with the Bloodline. And it's not even just like, oh, all the Bloodline stuff was really, really great. Yeah. Because they had so much other great stuff on this episode. Bailey and uh, Becky Lynch mm-hmm. had a really good match. Yep. I thought the Judgment Day stuff with Street Profits was a lot of fun, which led into an intergender match with Rhea Ripley. Mm-hmm. Every hour just had something like... It was banger after banger after banger. This and I, So here's my question to you, Pete. Mm-hmm. Was this a reactionary move to the record low ratings that Raw got last week? Uh, Maybe. You know, you could definitely make an argument that they got scared and were like, cool, we need to stack this show. Yeah. You could make the argument this was the plan all along. You could. I mean, that's that's the case, actually, because... No idea. 
because this this show was being used to promote SmackDown, and there is no live Raw next week, so there was nothing to build to, and SmackDown's already been taped. So basically, this whole show was just there to build. You can't build to a tape show this Friday, so you're just building yeah. to the live show that happens in two weeks or you know yeah, a week yeah, and yeah. a bit or whatever. So you could easily make the argument that this was always going to be what they did, but it it really also had the and I'm not going to use this word sounds horrible, but I don't mean it that way. The stench of Vince panic booked roars mm -hmm. when WWE in the Vince era used to have really bad ratings or they would have really bad investors calls or something. They would then do mad chaotic nonsense on raw the following week as vince and the writing crew just threw everything to wall to see what stuck this was not that because this was way more thought out mm -hmm. this was way more plotted but it did also feel like triple h saw the record low ratings of raw has seen like the patterns of ratings rise and then drop for raw since so, like you know they rose when he took over but have now started to drop down again to be like we need to do something to raw to make it feel important mm -hmm. so let's heavily stack this show i think it's going to be interesting to watch smackdown this week because i think that will let us know a little bit more because that's the pre-taped episode right is, yeah they taped it last the, week the smackdown so if they reference stuff in like live promos in the ring where they're talking about what happened on raw this week they i think there's a good chance that this was planned this was something that they thought about before that taping if it's just like the commentary with like vo dubs being like and if you miss it on monday this thing happened it's like eh, maybe not i think there probably just will be like some recap things with michael cole and wade barrett going mm. into the recording booth to to be like look at this chaotic uh, scenes that happened on raw yeah. to build to the match that's on next week's smackdown yes but even but we'll like see. but uh, do you know what and I, I said this in my edited review even if this was just a reactionary move to record low ratings, I don't mind. This was great. This is great television. Yeah. Like that's sometimes some of the best episodes. And when I say best, I mean in a bad way during the Vince era. You know, Retribution came off the back of record low ratings and a bad investor's call. His name is Slapjack. His name is Slapjack. And sure, it wasn't good. But now we have a more of a sane mind in the booking, you know, leading mm. the creative. Yeah. So instead of having a oh, Retribution, it's more like a, well, okay. What's, what are people interested in? What can we do? Mm. I think the only thing that really would have solidified to me that there's a reactionary move if Bray Wyatt was on the show. Like, <laughs> yeah, if, that's fair. If Bray was on the show, I'd be like, oh, 100%, this is a panic thing. He was mentioned. He was mentioned, but like, by in name, fair, in fairness, specifically. In fairness, the, you know, like the Alexa stuff is. It is tied to him, oh, so yeah. I think that is fair. Yeah. What do you think? When you let us know in the live chat or in the comments of yours on this on VOD, do you think this was a reactionary move or do you think this was Triple H's plan all along? Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. 
To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. plushcare.com slash weightloss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Either way, let's get into your ultra chat on this topic. A bunch of fun. Oh, Pete, I had so much fun with this episode of Raw. I can't not tell you i also I, I couldn't believe it but when i got towards the 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 main event i was like wait this is the main event yeah oh my god we're at the end of the show already and it was a quick match i was like oh my god this show has absolutely flown by it's funny as well because when it got into the austin theory rollins segment mm. i was like all right cool and then this will lead into the bailey um mm. uh alex sorry bailey becky lynch main event mm-hmm. and i was like man this episode has flown by yeah and there was still like and then they made the main event and i was, I was like Crikey, there's even more yeah. to this episode of Raw. Uh, oh, man, such a great episode. This is one of those weeks where I would say, because I know people watch these podcasts or watch the editor review to get a recap of what happened without mm-hmm. watching the show. Go out your way to watch this episode of Raw. It's great. This was proper chaotic fun. And you can tell how much fun this episode was. And this is like, this isn't just like anecdotal. This is almost like, it's not, it's not opinion, it's counting. Mm. Episodes of Raw recently, in the last few months, we get a, a good number of ultra chats in, like a decent number of ultra chats in. It's nothing compared to the Thunderdome era of mm-hmm. Raw when things were so bad that people had to get their opinions and talk about how bad the show was. Yeah, but we rarely get like huge amounts of ultra chats in about like the main topic or you know anything related to the show. It's usually like two or three about the main topic two or three about something else on the show and then a couple of just like in joke based ones mm-hmm. right like you know maybe 10 episodes of wrestling that are like this where it's got everybody buzzing and everyone talking that's when you get loads of ultra chats in and we have got loads of ultra chats in about this topic so this is again it's just i i don't want to like no i won't i won't go into this but this was a great episode of Raw, this and I think great. everyone is in very much agreement this is the best episode of the year. But Kid Phantom V3 said, Raw was, sorry for the pun, Rawsome tonight. Haven't heard that word in a while. We used to use that for our ratings, didn't we? We did, yeah. yeah. And the only reason we stopped doing that now is because, so again, peeing about the curtain somewhat. You know, people are asked, like, why don't you do the Rawsome, Pork, or everything? Basically, because if you don't tell people what the rating is immediately, they just tuned out the video. Like, basically, yeah. we'd finish a review, and then we saw this massive drop-off in viewership 
So people weren't actually sticking around to hear the five out of five or whatever. So we're like, and because there's a huge drop off and then there's like still, you know, a minute and a half left of the video, that really hurts the algorithm. Mm. So we're like, all right, we need to keep this short. Don't go through the ratings. Just say what the number is. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Kid Phantom here. Plus the booking in the end didn't have the cliche tag team champions lose in a tag match with two single stars. Because in the end, after the chaos, it became a singles match with a single star winning. There's an argument for that. There is an argument to be made. Sean had a very interesting stat. I'll see if I can pull it up, actually. Um, They've just... lost 11 non-title uh, non tag matches, the Uso, since winning uh, the SmackDown tag belts. So the original belts that they won, not since they've joined and, and became undisputed. They've lost 11 non-title tag matches, not including singles matches, not including six-man. And they do lose a lot of singles matches. <laughs> they do lose a lot of singles matches, which... I think it was the right call to have them lose on this show. Mm -hmm. I'm never a fan of tag team champions being pinned. I do think it was the right call to have them be pinned on this show. You can make it work. But I agree with Sean's point on Twitter that I would like for this to play into the story somewhat of Roman being pissed that they didn't win. Yeah, absolutely. Because they were sent to Raw, to, in particular, to make a statement with Kevin Owens. Exactly, yes. And that's the only person that beat them. Exactly. And, and you know, they can have the Usos come on to SmackDown and be like, hey, we, we destroyed Raw. We're so great. And Roman's like, you didn't win, though, did you? Yeah, you know, you can you can make that into a story beat, and I think that would be great. Yeah, I mean, it's I thought uh, Rollins would be the one to get the pin because they were in mm. Iowa, they mm. were in uh, uh, Rollins' home state, so I thought they yeah. were going to give him the hometown mm. win. Uh, but Owen's got the win, which actually makes more sense because he's the one that's got the big tag match in a couple of weeks. Yeah, Charles Berg, super fun show with many small stories surrounding the main story. This how this is how you write a TV show. Also, we got a fun intergender match where Rhea Ripley beat up and stepped on Tazawa. I swear, some people have all the luck. Oh, by the way, did my package arrive yet? I don't think it has no. arrived in the office yet, but we do so. have. Uh, we've got a lot of strikes happening in the country at the mm. moment. So, uh, I mean, some of my Christmas presents are not going to arrive this year. Um, Will Campbell here says, Hi, guys. This episode was nothing short of excellent. I love how the constant threat of the bloodline hung over the show and the way the cameras kept cutting to Sammy Solo and the Usos turning backstage into the NXT parking lot. Great to see Bronson, too. Yeah. We got a return on this episode of Raw. Bronson Reed's back, everyone. It's my boy! <laughs> Bronson Reed! I love him. Yeah, what a show, man. Which is with the Miz, so you know. Well, mm. Dave Donaldson, Merry Christmas to you all. I enjoyed the chaotic nature of this Raw. It really helped the time go by. Thanks for all the all of Thanks for all of 22. 2022. Oh, thanks for all of 2022. You were in my top listened to podcast on Spotify. With 9,884 minutes listened this year, this means I spent seven days of 2022 listening to you guys. That's a lot of minutes. I'm, and I'm very sorry, Dave. Yeah. But thank you so much. And thank, thank you to you. everyone uh, who sent across their Spotify wrapped to us to tell us that we were in their top listen to podcast. Hmm. Means a lot. It's nice. Legion428 said, is the Pierce thing leading to a storyline where he can't control things and they bring in a new authority figure? Regal would make the most sense, but mm. he seemingly can't be on TV. Yeah, I mean, Regal would be the, the easy win, mm -hmm. new on-screen authority figure, but... Yeah, the rumor is, or the report is, that he can't appear on TV for like a year or so. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't think that you're out of step here, Legion. I think we could be leading to a storyline where... Because Adam Pearce feels like he doesn't have any control. Like with the Bobby Lashley thing last week and mm -hmm. him firing him, but then it turns out he hadn't fired him and like that's overstepping his boundaries. Mm -hmm. It feels like every week there's just these big pull-apart brawls and yep. everything. Um, I think we could lead something with Pearce 
losing his authority. Yep, and we had the, the backstage segment on this show where he was very annoyed at Paul uh, Levesque, that, that is. Oh, I, I thought I it was assume, Heyman. I assume it was Levesque. I thought it was Heyman. I thought he was calling Heyman to call off the attacks. Yeah, maybe that. That was my reading. I didn't even think of Levesque. Hmm. That's so Could interesting. Could be either. That's so Who interesting. Knows? But he was very annoyed. He's like, please call me back. For God's sake, man. Yeah. Um, so I I think either of those work, depending on what story they want to go with here. Yeah. Hmm. Either was Heyman. Curious. What do you think in the chat? Do you think it was, yeah, Heyman, was it or, Heyman or Levesque? Or Levesque? I think he was talking to. Uh, Loki said, I thought we would never see Pete again after he retired from WrestleTalk on his birthday. Glad um, to see he returned on his birthday. Happy birthday, Pete. Joke aside, I haven't enjoyed WWE since 2014, and this episode recaptured that old joy. That's very nice. Jam that jam. I'm glad. I'm happy for you. Yeah. Uh, Chris says, hey guys, now hear me out. What if Alexa wins the title in two weeks, hmm, then loses it in a rematch of the Rumble because of Bray? Uh, to do this, it gives Alexa and Bray together, and then in whatever order, Rhea and Charlotte face Belair at Elimination Chamber, WrestleMania respectively. Um, no, I don't see Alexa winning in two weeks. Like... I, if I was a betting man, which I am not, particularly with the booking on this episode of Raw, it's Bel Air Ripley at Mania. Mm-hmm. And Ripley is going to be the either going to be the person that dethrones Bianca Belair or Bel Air retains at Mania and has a whole year long stretch as champion, mm-hmm. beating the seemingly unstoppable and unbeatable Rhea Ripley. I think of all of the options that they have on Raw at the moment, Ripley versus Belair is the biggest match that they can book. Mm-hmm. I agree. I'll I wouldn't be opposed to a Ripley Belair match, though. I think that if you do that match, I think Ripley should probably win. Uh, or I think you do Ripley Lynch as the Mania match, not yeah. for the title, just just it's one of the, it's two big stars. Yeah. yeah, I mean they sort of tease that in War Games, mm. uh, didn't they? Absolutely, and they've had the stare down on. Raw. I think it was on Raw. Yes, they did. Oh, yeah. And what a stare mm. down it was. Oh, as well. it was great, wasn't it? It's was very long. Um, I would also say you can skip out the step where Alexa wins the championship. You can just have Bray cost her the shot against Bel Air, and then you have the Alexa Bray thing. Absolutely. You don't you don't need to have her win. You don't win need to have a win and then lose it at Rumble. I don't I think it, it convolutes I, the story. I think her just having the belt for a couple of weeks and then losing it is actually very counterproductive. Also, I don't think it makes any storyline sense for Brave to then make her lose the title. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's very good, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people in the chat think it was uh, Heyman, that makes by sense. the way. The sense. reasoning I saw, someone pointed, uh, I, I do apologize, I missed who it was, um, is they wouldn't call him Paul on w- They would call him Triple H or they call him Hunter. I don't know if that's true. But in, on investors' calls, like the business world, mm-hmm. like uh, he is Paul Levesque, but on yeah. TV, he is Triple H. I, they, they've done it before where they've called him Paul in like... I seem to remember in NXT things. When they want to add like a layer of realism, they will be mm. like, hey, Paul. And it's just like, mm, okay. Maybe. Uh, one watcher says, it was nice seeing Jonah back, but the lack of reaction was disappointing. And it feels like an issue with quite a few returns we've seen this year. Have WWE crowds become too casual at this point? Or is it because of Raw being three hours long? Oh, it's because no one watched NXT. Yeah. No one knows who Bronson Reed is in the casual yeah. crowd. Same That's reason fine. why they didn't pop for Mia Yim. Because mm-hmm. the, the main roster audience, the main WWE audience, the vast majority don't watch NXT. Mm-hmm. So they don't know who these people are. So you give them these big, like... I mean, this happened in AEW a handful of times as well. When they would bring in indie names mm-hmm. that didn't have... I mean, look, have the Dark Order. Mm-hmm. You know, when the Super Smash Brothers debuted in AEW... 
it got over like a fart in a church mm -hmm. because that audience didn't know how to react because they weren't there as the Super Smash Brothers. They were there as new characters. People were like, is that? Who's that? Is that, is that player Uno? Mm. Is, that, is that player Dose? Yeah. And like no one knew how to react to it. We saw it when Luther debuted as well. Like it's sometimes niche wrestlers, even in the indie landscape to a hardcore audience like AEW fly under the radar. Mm -hmm. So to the casual, which is the majority of WWE audience, they don't know who Bronson Reed is. They don't no. know who Mia Yim is. They don't know who Candice LeRae is. Mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah, it's, it's always going to happen. But the key to it is, is that you present them as a big deal because then that tells your audience, hey, they're a big deal. Yeah. Uh, Joe Nero West said, I've been watching Raw live the past two weeks ever since Asuka started posting about returning to her old gimmick. I really loved this episode, but without Asuka, I can only give it four out of five. Mm. Blood stuff, uh, Bloodline stuff was great as always. That is fair. That if is you really fair. like Asuka, understandable. Yes, because she was not on this show. <laughs> she was not. Uh, right, let's get into the rest of this show. Please continue to get in your ultra chats uh, at wrestletalk.com forward slash support. But oh, wait. There's another link you can click there, which is for this episode sponsor, Incogni. And the first 100 people to use our promo code WTPODCAST will get a discount at the checkout. We all use Incogni in the office here. It's a great way to stay safe online and make sure that your data is protected. It's your legal right to have your data removed from databases that are sort of mining your data and then selling that onto other companies or then sell it onto other companies or use it to do cold calls, spam emails, fraud and all this sort of stuff you can legally have your data removed from there but to do so will take you legit years to trawl through and go through the legal process of doing it incognito does all the work for you you get a little a little email from them basically like we've got these disputes ongoing we've cleared these disputes you've been removed from x amount of databases and it really is like a reassuring thing because i mean online's a scary place mm -hmm. and this is a great way to feel a bit safer mm. when you're posting things online yep so 100%. use our promo code WT Podcast and you get a discount at checkout. But it is for the first 100 people. And considering there are 1,200 people watching this stream live, best get in quick. So the show opened with Universal Heavyweight Champion Paul Heyman yes. um, introducing Roman Reigns. It's funny because he was the one who was holding the belts. Yes. No, I got it. Yeah. yeah thanks, yeah, mate. Yeah. Um, and this is where he has said that I've sent the bloodline to attack everyone on Raw. Send a message to Kevin Owens to, you don't bring John Cena back. Reigns' program was so good. Oh, he's amazing. This mafia boss oh. thing. He's so, so cool. Wonderful. And we then see backstage the bloodline beating up Mustafa Ali to teach Owens a lesson. I, I wrote, Rain sets up the show long story. Bloodline beats up everyone. Then I wrote Mustafa Ali. And then I went, all this is fun. <laughs> That's my next note. <laughs> uh, speaking of fun, Street Profits took on the Judgment Day. Oh, sorry. Very quickly, because mm. we've already spoken a lot about the, the Bloodline story. Just one last bit of it is I'd really like for this to bite Roman in the ass. I'd really like for that the locker room that he's beaten up to stand together and to cost Roman and Sammy the match against John Cena and Kevin Owens. Oh. And then you can have other Bloodline interference, but the locker room that they beat up on this show come in and wipe out the Bloodline and distract Sammy so he can get pinned by Cena or whatever. Uh, I, I, I like that. I, could, I think that would be cool. I could certainly see Seth, OC, a mm -hmm. couple of these lads, maybe yeah. Mr. Farrelly yeah. showing up on SmackDown. Absolutely. Like brawling with the Usos and Solo mm -hmm. Sokoa uh, yeah. around ringside. Exactly. I think they, I think they will make that, that match feel very chaotic. 
I think that'd be cool. Oh, can't wait for it. Uh, so yeah, Street Profits were out with Akira Tozawa because they had the six man last week. And also Akira Tozawa is sort of feuding with uh, the Judgment Day and Judgment mm. Day is sort of feuding with the Street Profits. And they show some backstage footage. Like they cut backstage early in the match to show mm. the Bloodline attacking Andre, Chase and Elias. And oh man, Priest going on a rampage and just decking everyone. So good. He's so... I, I, I said this before. When did the Judgment Day become the coolest thing? I don't get the change that they've gone under because their change really isn't that drastic. Nope. They still have the same presentation that they did before. They're just so much cooler now. It's less spooky nonsense. Less spooky nonsense. They're not winning by purple light. They're not just like appearing backstage to attack AJ I style. forgot that that match ended via purple light in an ad break. They're just a group of lads. <sighs> and like, it's not in a bad way as well. They're a group of lads who feel like they're the main attraction on mm. Raw. And they are a stable that look out for each other. And are, yes. like they are high tides raising all ships mm. and like they are raising Dominic Mysterio up and yeah. so I, I as a group I just think they work so well speaking of Dominic Mysterio he looks like such a dickhead <laughs> it's so good yeah on the entrance when you know they have the dark lights and then the spotlight opens of the four of them standing on the stage like Dominic <laughs> he was wearing sunglasses wearing sunglasses in the spotlight he looks like such a knob well he has to wear the sunglasses he got misted last yeah, exactly. week so yeah, his yeah, eyes yeah. are hurt yeah oh it's great and then if things couldn't get any worse for Dominic Mysterio, Akira Tozawa went to throw a drink from the red cup into Rhea Ripley's face, and she moved out of the way, and it hit Dominic in his already no! injured eyes. And the commentary were going at such lengths to be like, that's not water in there. And I'm like, that's no, pretty sure it's water, though. It's yeah. very clear. Yeah. Unless it's vodka. That's it. I, I read it in my Instagram, he was like, I don't think Akira Tozawa is just drinking gin neat. <laughs> <laughs> Him there with a gin and tonic. <laughs> Elderflower. <laughs> No, it was it was water. Um, but that caused enough of a distraction for the Street Profits to pick up the win. Mm. Really, really enjoyed that match. Mm. Some great spots in this one as well. Like yeah. uh, Priest hitting this huge, like, uh, his huge sit-out chokeslam that he does. South of Heaven. And then uh, Mo up. Montez Ford doing the frog splash crossbody combo because Priest was half sitting up, sitting on the floor. Wonderful spot. Yeah, it was like a Loved high it. fly float. It was, yeah, it was yeah, yeah. so, so good. Exactly, it's great. And then... Mm. Like this episode, I was already like at a fever pitch with this episode because the bloodline on it, they're attacking people backstage. But I was like, oh my God, this already feels amazing. And then you had a really fun tag match. And then Rhea Ripley standing up for her sub, Dominic Mysterio, stormed up to Akira Tazawa and challenges him to a match mm -hmm. right now. Yes. And I thought, well, that's not going to happen. Mm. We come back from an ad break. And it's Rhea Ripley versus Akira Tozawa. And Tozawa wouldn't hit Ripley because of morals. Mm -hmm. Really, it's WWE rules. And I thought, I, and I, I thought they were going to build to a suplex spot where Akira Tozawa was eventually going to hit the suplex yeah. on Rhea Ripley, but they didn't. Akira Tozawa didn't do any offensive moves on a whatsoever. He did like a Hurricane Rana, and yeah, I think that was it. That was that was pretty much about it. Yeah, and. Rhea Ripley won with the Riptide after some schmoz distractions mm. with the Street Profits and Judgment Day on the outside. Yeah, he missed the senton and uh, Ripley capitalized. Yeah, but th for me, like the point of the match was not for Akira Tozawa to get some offensive moves in on Rhea Ripley. What do we call that? The point of this was for Rhea Ripley to have a dominant win over a man, mm -hmm. which Corey Graves like could not stop talking about on on commentary. He was like, yeah. "Oh my god, she's just beating a man because they're doing that build of Rhea Ripley." surely for her to face Belair for Mania. I, 
I would have preferred if Corey Graves didn't do that. <laughs> I, I'd, you, you, you understand that she's beaten a man. You don't have to have Corey Graves be like, that's a grown man. She's beaten a man. It's like, have you seen the size of her? She'd beat up most men. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's I saw... It's not that crazy, Corey. Also, I'm pretty sure I saw Lita beat Dean Malenko <laughs> in 2000. Yeah. Champagne, Dean! <laughs> um, so yeah, I thought this was, whole segment was a lot of fun. Mm. I've just written in my notes here. It's great. This rules in yes. all caps. It's great. Uh, we've got a recap of Bobby Lashley getting fired last week. However, it was revealed on social media, just after we posted up our Raw review, no less, that he hasn't fired him. He overstepped the mark and he didn't mean to say it and he takes it back. But he is, I think he's still suspended because he wasn't on this show. And mm -hmm. Kathy Kelly was trying to interview Adam Pierce while he was on the phone to Paul. Uh, and he says that Bobby will be back soon. We just got to try and figure things out. And then MVP walked up. He sure did, didn't he? And MVP wanted to have a chat with Adam Pierce. But then referees showed up to call Pierce away because there's more chaos happening with the bloodline. And MVP specifically said, about Bobby Lashley. So, am I reaching here in the? I said this in my interview. Am I reaching here? Is this a Bobby Lashley? Is this a hurt business reunion? Oh, please. I think it might be a hurt business reunion. Because do you know what Triple H loves? Uh -huh. Factions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, Triple H loves a faction, though, doesn't he? Yeah. If they can find some way to just kind of brush the whole MVP and Omos turning on Lashley weird thing that happened, if they just brush that under the under the rug and just be like. MVP and Lashley. I'll be like, all right, cool. I'm in. That's fine. They, I, Triple H has undone everything else from the Vince mm. era. He may as well undo that as well. Just a nice command Z. Yeah. Just like, yeah, we'll get rid of that, shall yeah, we? Yeah, exactly. I, I would love MVP and Lashley back together. Especially now that Lashley's a heel again. Mm -hmm. I think, reuni <clears throat> I think reuniting the Hurt business will be absolutely the best for him. It'll be the best for the Hurt business. It would be great. And immediately after that, Cedric Alexander's beaten up backstage. Sure was. Mm. Along with Dolph Ziggler, who tells Kathy Kelly that it was the bloodline. Dolph Ziggler, the fourth member of the Hurt Business. <laughs> <laughs> we got the Good Brothers versus Alpha Academy. This crowd, for whatever reason, were massively into Otis. They really wanted Otis. They didn't care about any of the other three. Nah. Not Chad Gable, not Luke Gallows, not Carl Anderson. Otis, on the other hand, Otis, Otis. We want Otis. Otis. <laughs> I was like... And I went to Wikipedia. I was like, is he from Des Moines? Yeah. <laughs> He's not. No. He's from Minnesota. But this crowd, for whatever reason, massively into Otis. Uh, I also really enjoyed that on their, on their interest, because it was the, the holiday episode of Raw, um, and they had all like trees and presents lining up the stage and stuff. When Otis came out, he just knocked over a tree. <laughs> just because he can. <laughs> just came out and just knocked one over to Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Number one guy. It's so good. Love this act. Love. The, I, I don't like the fact that they lose all the time. But no, hey, me neither. And I was genuinely, and I said this in my review, genuinely slightly concerned because we saw AJ beat Chad this week, mm -hmm. and then it was part of me that was like, oh, like, you know, I guess maybe Alpha Academy will beat them this week, and that's just the, you know this little mini feud of fifty fifty booking. Then the Good Brothers just beat them clean, and I was like, yeah. oh man, like where's this going? Like, is it going? Well, this, uh, that's what I was thinking. That was genuinely my concern. I was like, man, the, the OC just feels so directionless at the moment. They just feel like they've got nothing going on since the Judgment Day feud ended. And then the Bloodline attacked them. And I was like, oh, that's what's next for them. It's the OC versus the Bloodline. Oh, I can get on board for that. That's kind of cool. Isn't it just, I though, like it. The only thing that would have got me harder would have been <laughs> if, if they'd have attacked the Judgment Day. Yeah. Oh, Bloodline versus Judgment Day. That would be cool. Dominic Mysterio versus Roman Reigns. Like, <laughs> 
Rhea Ripley squaring up to Solo Sokoa. Like, that's, that's the number one feud for next that's year. That's so good. I'd love Sami Zayn cowering away from Rhea Ripley. Mm-hmm. That would be so much fun. Cowering behind Solo Sokoa. Yeah. Oh, oh, that'd be great. While, while Dominic Mysterio cowers behind Rhea Ripley. <laughs> That's so good. Bloodline <laughs> Judgment Sam- Day. Sami Zayn is Solo Sokoa's sub. <laughs> That's canon now. That is canon. Oh, I, I love it. I, it's, it's my feud for next year. It's the one that I mm. want. Um, but yeah, they attacked them and left them laying. Mm. And then they cut this promo talking about how, like, you know, they 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 run this business. This is not just Smack Smackdown's not doing it. So Raw's their show as well. And then I was genuinely worried that this was the end of the angle. And then Sammy and AJ continued to brawl, and I was like, oh, good, that means we're going to get a match then. I thought I was like, uh, yeah, so I was like, oh, we're, we're done here anyway. And then they start walking out. I was like, oh, no, not the end of the bloodline. That's the cool thing. Yeah. And then just as they're walking up, AJ Styles brawl some more. I was like, oh, okay, cool. That's setting up a Sammy Zayn versus AJ Styles match down the line. Immediately then we had a backstage segment being like, I want Sammy tonight. I was like, tonight? Yes, please. That sounds great. Oh, it was so great. Yeah. Uh, we also got a recap of Becky taking out. Like, you talk about the chaotic nature of this. Mm. It was. AJ and Sammy brawling. Then we get the recap package of Becky taking out EO Sky and Dakota mm-hmm. Kai to set up the match for later on. And then we cut to AJ making the challenge to Sammy. And it was like, you know, back, back, bam, 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 setting things up. Really, really great. And then we got a sit down interview with Alexa Bliss, Bianca Belair, Byron Saxon, and Byron Saxton's socks. They were very festive. They were red and green, mm. little diamonds mm. uh, design on them. Big, big props to him. 10 out of 10. I'm a man who loves socks, mm. and I thought he had a really good sock game about him mm. today. So, good on you, Byron Saxton. I think that's the best thing you've done all year. Byron Soxton. <laughs> Byron Soxton. Why didn't I think better. of that when I was writing my review? Byron Soxton is much very good. better. Maybe you should do the raw review. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't need more work, Luke. So, Bliss, in this, basically tried to rewrite 2022 to be like, sure did. be like, okay, so none of this has made sense. So let me try and make it make 2021. sense. 2021. I would say, yeah, actually she tried to make, and all of 2022 as well, because she's sure. done nothing this year. Well, yeah. So she explained that Bray abducted her and turned her into this creature. Mm-hmm. And then he abandoned her. Yes. Because he got fired. And then she was lost and she became she became disillusioned. So mm-hmm. she had to go to therapy yeah. and therapy didn't help her. All it did was make her a shell of who she used to be. And the only reason she found herself again was because she found a friendship in Bianca Belair and Asuka. Mm-hmm. Massive, massive applause to WWE for trying to make all of this make sense. You know, it's not the worst I've ever heard. I, this I, is yeah. pretty good, I think, as explanations go, because you're going to have a real hard time to try and overwrite all of the 2020, 2021, and 2022 stuff. That's pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good, good effort, mate. Yeah. Good effort. I massively applaud it. And I, I, I mean, they didn't have to. Yeah. But they went to the lengths to do this because mm-hmm. they're trying to make, you know, the symbols mean something and trying to explain to the audience, here's why this is happening. But Bliss is like, and I love this line from Bliss, which said, but it's not Bray Wyatt you need to be worried about. It's me. Because Bianca tried to start talking to her. She mentioned... Bliss originally mentioned Bray Wyatt and was talking about how he broke her essentially and left her broken and shell of a person therapy, etc, etc. Bianca then started to talk more about Bray Wyatt and Alexa cut her off and was like, no, it's not about Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt's not a threat to you. I'm a threat to you. And I was like, that's good. So good. You set up the Bray Wyatt stuff, but you make Alexa go, but I'm past that now. And that's why when the next thing happens, it matters even more. 
And then it looks like they're about to end the interview and walk away. Bianca Belair stands up, but a flash of Bray symbol appears on the screen, and Alexa Bliss hits Bianca Belair with a glass vase. Mm. I think vase should, or vase? I think we should just stop putting screens around Alexa. Yeah. As soon as this that interview happened, there was a screen behind Alexa. I was like, <laughs> well, I can see where this one's going. <laughs> Guys, come on now. <laughs> So yeah, that's going to happen in two weeks' time. I thought that spot looked pretty good. Yeah, I thought with, the whole with, thing... With the vase, smash over the head. Great. I thought the whole thing was real, real good. Mm. Speaking of things... That... Speaking of things... So the Miz and Dexter Loomis had a ladder match. They sure did. And it was a comedy ladder match. Yes, to a degree, yes. Corey Graves at one point said, for some reason, the WWE Universe loves Dexter Loomis. That was the first thing that me and Corey Graves have ever agreed on. Mm. Hit okay. People often wonder, like, why do you hate the Miz so much? Like, why? Or I hate the strong word because I don't hate the Miz because I've got, I don't know him personally. I've got yes. no reason to hate the man. Just, he's not my favorite wrestler in the world. Mm-hmm. And people are like, what is one of your issues with the Miz? He never sells fear. Mm. So he is in a storyline where he is broke, and he has had to ask his wife for money to put up in this double or nothing match. And he has got nothing that he can... And he's going up against a guy that nearly murdered him mm. and was threatening to, like, you know, was dragging him around, invaded his home and all of this sort of stuff. He's in a ladder match. And he just does his regular entrance. And I'm like, dude, and I know you can make the argument, like, well, he knew that Bronson Reed was going to come out and make the save at the end. But, like, sell the match stipulation. Because if, you, if you're making your entrance like you would for your wrestling Chad Gable and you've got nothing on the line the same way that you make this entrance, why should I care about any of your matches? Yeah. I agree. I I don't hate The Miz. And I definitely don't hate The Miz the way that you hate The Miz. <laughs> I don't hate The Miz. Hate's a strong word. I, I don't hate anyone. I dislike Miz's character and his booking. I think that he is fine. <laughs> as a wrestler, as a promo, I think he is fine. Uh, I don't like this storyline. I don't like the character that he has currently, and I don't like his booking. Uh, and I think, because apparently people really like this stuff, and people apparently people really like Dexter Loomis and this story and all that stuff, I would say that the crowd didn't particularly care about this match either. There, so this this storyline goes through very, phases depending on which town they're in. Mm. Some towns are into this story more than others. Mm. Unfortunately, Des Moines, Iowa was not a town that was into this story mm-hmm. yeah. because they did not care at all about this match. They did not care about either man doing a wrestle with the ladders. I don't think that's helped by the fact that the Miz doesn't sell anything in his entrance. They weren't into Dexter's. No one got a reaction. They were doing ladder spots. They weren't really getting reactions. And to kind of prove the point that we're making about how they just weren't into the drama of this match... At one point, The Miz buries Dexter Loomis under a ladder and several chairs in this now and the other. Mm-hmm. He's the babyface and Miz is the heel. And the crowd st- instead chant, we want tables. Yes. Because they didn't actually want to see either man wrestle or either man win. They just wanted to see some table spots. Yes. To his credit, The Miz went and got to table and then put it back under the ring because he's the heel. That's a good heel. That's some good heel work right there. Instead allowed Dexter Loomis to do the the, the table spot mm-hmm. because he's the baby face. Yes. So massive credit to Miz there. I do think he is perfect for the WWE style. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, you're right. Like this crowd just, they weren't into Miz attacking Gargano. They weren't uh, into Loomis making his comeback. There was a spot that I thought 
the crowd would have been really into. Where Dexter Loomis is in the middle of the ring. Miz is cowering in the corner. Dexter Loomis pushes over a ladder. Looks like he's going to push it onto Miz in the corner. And Miz is like, oh no, don't do that. And he pushes the ladder over and it stops short of Miz. And Miz is like, thank God it didn't hit me. But he has his legs open. And Dexter Loomis is looking around like, I should kick it in his balls. You can see where the spot's going. And the crowd would just like, yeah. It's, a, it's an opening. They thought they would chant tiny balls. Yeah. Or, or, ju- or just like cheer and get excited for the ball kick to Miz. Yeah. And they, they didn't really care. It, it felt like this was a crowd that hasn't been watching Raw mm. uh, on a weekly basis. But they, they did. They none of them really felt like they were into this storyline. Yeah. And in the end, Dexter Loomis had the match won. Mm-hmm. And Miz was unable to stop him. But who should come out from the crowd to stop Dexter Loomis but a returning Bronson Reed? Bronson Reed! I love this man. Bronson Reed has made his return to WWE. This is yet another uh, former NXT star that was fired by Vince McMahon. And he attacks Loomis. The crowd did not react to it whatsoever because A, they're not into this storyline, or this crowd's the only one, and B, they don't know who the man is. He helps Miz uh, get up and win the money, which I think means the storyline must continue. Yeah. So... I love Bronson Reed. Did you know, fun fact, Bronson Reed just beat Okada clean in the G1. <laughs> clean! Bronson, Bronson Reed beat Okada clean in the G1. And now he is Mrs. Lackey. I love Bronson Reed. And for that reason, I do not want to see him in this story. I, I, it's the same treatment as Tommaso Ciampa. That's what I was going to say. I don't want to see either of these guys in this story, especially when it means that this story must continue. I wonder if, and this is actually a, a very typical WWE thing, mm. they have misunderstood Brian Danielson's popularity and that he got over with the WWE crowd because they hated that he was the Miz's rookie in NXT. Because... Mm. WWE have often misinterpreted what the crowd liked about Danielson in WWE mm. and then tried to replicate that and replicate all the bits that we we weren't into. This I felt like that's what they were doing with Champa. Putting him with the Miz just riles up the internet mark so they get more heat on the Miz and do mm. big Bucky O'Hare is for podcast listeners. Maybe they just think the same thing will happen with Bronson Reed. But it didn't really happen with Champa. And I don't think it's going to happen with Reed either. I wouldn't hate it if Reed comes in, gets paid by the Miz, and he says, you want the money, you pay me. And then Reed is never seen with Miz again. He's like, cool, I'm here, I got paid, I'm off to do my next thing. Or I, he turns yeah. his back on the Miz immediately. He's like, cool, you give me money? Sweet, I'm out. I'd like that as well. Like, you know, if, if it just spins off into a Reed Loomis feud sure. with Miz moving away. But I do feel, and I think you made this point, I think we're heading to a mixed gender tag match at, at the Royal Rumble or so, Miz and Maurice versus the Garganos, or even now as a six person. And it's it's Miz, Maurice, and Bronson Reed versus the Garganos and Loomis. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want that. I th- Well, I think they're going to be keeping Gargano with Loomis. Oh, yeah. Because I think they're going to have Indy Hartwell come in as well also and, and redo me. the way. Not the way, rather. Um, well, I suppose it was yeah, the, the way, way but, without, but without theory. Without theory, yeah. 
We then had AJ Styles versus Sami Zayn. Very, very good, as you would expect. This was my match of the night. Yeah, it was great. I, I don't care about anything else. Yeah. I love both of these wrestlers so much. Sami Zayn, my wrestler of the year. AJ Styles, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Not Ollie's I favorite. Love... Not Ollie's wrestler of the year. Not Ollie's wrestler of the year. <laughs> I love the way that both of these guys wrestle and i've missed like main event caliber Sami Zayn for so long that when he busts out this spike brain buster i'm like yes Sami Zayn! i've missed this man yeah oh, i i loved this match so much this is one of those performances that i think really disproves the argument oh Sami's only gotten over in the last six months and it's all just been promos it's nothing to do with his wrestling mm-hmm. i i think that is a completely wrong perspective yeah because he's just been having great matches on tv really really great matches on tv borderline every week as mm-hmm. well and he really showing like kevin owens one of his first promos after he did the the prize fighter i'm now being the prize fighter again in the, in the triple h era had that promo it was like Sammy's one of the best wrestlers on the planet. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think he said Sammy is the best wrestler on the planet. Yeah. And we need to remind people of that. And it feels like we have been doing a lot of that, reminding people that Sammy Zayn's a darn good wrestler. And I think they're playing this so well because they're not undermining the kind of cowardly, strategic Sammy Zayn, the strategist Sammy Zayn character of him kind of like almost forgetting that he's one of the best wrestlers in the world. But they're doing the rehabilitation and showcasing it. Here's a little bit more of Sami Zayn being an amazing wrestler. Here's a little bit more of Sami Zayn being an amazing wrestler. So when we finally cut the ties with Sami Zayn in the bloodline, if they're going to do that, and we have a huge Sami versus Roman match, Sami versus Jay match, Sami and Kevin Owens versus the Usos match, whatever it may be, you can put Sami Zayn into that spot and have it not feel forced. You can have Sami Zayn legitimately challenge Roman Reigns at, like toe to toe as a great wrestler and it won't feel forced because you're giving him performances like this yeah absolutely uh i thought it was a really really fun match and you mentioned earlier solo sokoa interfered hit the samoan spike on aj styles and then Sami Zayn won with the blue thunderbomb i genuinely think that is the first time i've ever seen Sami Zayn win with the blue thunderbomb i i had to remove this from my review uh because it was going way too long mm. already uh, but I really like the fact that he won with one of his secondary moves. It's like mm-hmm. when Danielson first came into AEW and won with a bunch of different submission yeah. moves and stuff to basically let you as the audience know, oh, he can end you in a multiple multiple different ways. Mm-hmm. I like it when guys win with their secondary moves yep. because it puts over the secondary move as much as... And it makes them... That means it can be a good near fall. Um, we then had the Rollins promo that we discussed earlier. And then Becky cut this promo. But it wasn't with Kathy Kelly. Mm-mm. It wasn't with Byron Saxton. It was a tracking shot. It was the camera walking backwards through a hallway as Becky Lynch was walking towards it. I think, I think that's tracking. Yeah. And she just cut this promo on Bailey, talking about, hey, you've got damage control with you. You can bring them with you if you want. We can do this three-on-one, one-on-one. I don't really care. I'm going to beat you up either way. But it was a really reminiscent of the way they used to do NXT promos. Mm. Of everyone had a different way of promos being done. You know, yes. everyone had like own different area of yeah. NXT to do their promos mm-hmm. in, or Tyler Breeze had always done on his cell phone, things like that. That's what this reminded me of. Of it's a different way of doing a promo. And actually, it just made me listen more. Because a lot of times when wrestlers and my guest at this time, mm-hmm. Becky Lynch, yep. you just sort of tune out. Yep. This really did make... I listened to every word she said. Mm-hmm. 
And it was a really good promo. Really good promo. Her saying that, like, the best version of Bailey is a solo act. You can surround yourself with these people if you want, but we all know that the best Bailey is when you're by yourself. Yeah. So bring it and we'll do it one on one. If you want to bring your likers to do it three on one, that's fine. I'll still win. But you should really think about being like a solo act again because you're great and you know it. It's great. Unfortunately, Becky was wrong because this was three on one and she lost. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, what a stacked episode of Raw this is. Bailey and Becky having their first match on TV in four years. And. They had a great match mm. to work really, really well together. Like just going out there to show why they're two of the best in, at, at this game. And in the end, the ref catches Bailey cheating. So that stops illegal pin. an illegal pin. So that causes some distraction with the rest of damage control. And Becky brawl, Dakota Kai gets in the ring and Becky brawls with her a little bit. Bailey hits Becky with one of the monitors front, basically with an iPad from the, uh, the commentary table, then hit the rose plant for the win. Mm. Uh, sets up future matches between them, so I'm very happy about that. Uh, and I, yeah, I, I thought this was a great little match. Yeah, very fun. Uh, and for me, honestly, a surprising result. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's unsurprising in that it's, they're going to do more matches between the two sure. of them. But yeah, you're right. Like I thought, Becky was. Pro- I, I, it, it feels like an upset, is what I'd say. Yeah, I think so. I mean, a Becky. I'm uh, sorry, Bailey needs it as oh, well. Oh yeah, for like, sure. Really, really. Considering Bailey's lost quite a lot mm-hmm. uh much needed victory i think for her we then got a recap of all the bloodline stuff on the show and then the last thing we get to talk about is rollins and owens's promo they had before the match now you Great. you were watching this in the office earlier and sure you paused was. it just to tell tempest what happened in the promo segment it was very funny i won Liked that they referenced their own continuity of them being a tag team and rollins trying to seal a spot and owens reminding rollins like Try to steal my mania spot. He's like, what? Not me. I didn't do that. Uh, and he was saying, you, you, you know, you wore a really nice jacket. Ronald's just saying, uh, it was a very nice jacket. He goes, see, it was you. And Ronald's like, goes, gah. <laughs> uh, and they, they said, look, all of that's in the past. It's not about that right now. It's not about me and you. It's about making the bloodline pay. And it's about beating up the bloodline. And I think me and you, we can do that well together, right? And Rollins goes, cool, we're on the same page. And he goes, hey, 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 walks off. And Kevin Owens is like, as it's fading out to go to the next segment, Kevin Owens just goes, still got that laugh, huh? Yeah, I mean, Kevin Owens didn't show Elias this courtesy. No. <laughs> Kevin Owens was like, no. <laughs> yeah. Not not you. Oh, that Kevin Owens promo with Elias was so funny. Just him just being completely speechless, being like, walking off and coming back and just, no. <laughs> Walking no. off again? Brilliant. I uh, yeah, I thought this was really, really fun. Owens and Rollins, is there a good reminder of like, oh yeah, they were a really good tag act earlier in this year. Probably the best thing going in WWE at the time. Yeah, well, I mean, RK Bro were really hot that's at that true. point as they well, because that's who there. they were feuding with, and that was really, really fun stuff. So yeah, I thought it was absolutely tremendous stuff. And then it led to that really, really fun main event. As I said, mm. like my only quibble with the main event is it's only 10 minutes. Yeah. I, I could have gone longer with all that main, like with all of the madness afterwards as well. Holy heckins, what a fun episode of Raw. Yeah. Genuinely, the only thing that I didn't really like was the Dexter Loomis Miz match, and that even had the debut of uh, the return of Bronson Reed. And I love Bronson Reed, so yeah. not really anything that bad on the show. No, I, I, you know, they worked hard at what they did. They did. It just, like really had a couple of good spots for for me. The the, the Loomis Miz match, like it's just the the crowd weren't into it. And I think that really hurt the match, and because like I'm personally not into it either. I think that hurts it even more. Like, mm. if you're really into this storyline, a dead crowd probably isn't going to hurt your enjoyment that much. Mm. But if you're like, if you're like me and you're already a little bit sort of step back from it, 
a dead crowd only makes you step back further from it. Yeah. But, you know, I think they worked hard. And yeah, the debut or the return in there as well. So thumbs up all round. Go out of your way to watch this episode of Raw. I had a ball. Great time. Do you know who else has a good time? Our Patreon backers over at WrestleTalk.com. Nope. Over at Patreon.com. For, I mean, go to Wrestle.com. But also go to Patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk where you get access to our weekly podcast content. Because it's Wednesday. You know what that means. It's a brand new podcast on your RSS feed from Patreon. Already this month, we've had the mailbag go mm-hmm. up. We had behind the scenes, me, mm-hmm. you, and Ollie talking about the behind the scenes. Of Tales from the Christmas party that you and I could not go to. And the Christmas special as well, which will go out on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of fun stuff in the behind the scenes. And then tomorrow, it will be Wrestle Talk After Dark. Which was filmed immediately before the Christmas special. Which means the Tempest had been drinking from about 10 a.m. Yeah. And I believe it is Tempest, Laurie, Sullivan, and Editor Terry. I believe that's the lineup. What a lineup. Yeah. A rare Laurie appearance on it After Dark. It is, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's very rare. Yeah, it's a very rare Laurie mm. appearance because he was down for the Christmas party and everything. Mm. Uh, and it's always fun when Terry is on the show. Absolutely. Terry's wonderful. But if you are one of our $25 and above Patreon Pledge Hammers, you get your name read out on the show. Like these fine folks, Reese Cook, what the Reese Cook, what the rock is smelling. Great name. Uh, Daylight Robbery, Rob James. Have you got the Hall of Fame music? Oh, sorry. Hacksaw's best friend, Rob Wood. Yo, Adrian! Rocky. Ross Pooper, Scooper Cooper. Rue the Day, Rory O'Brien Kelly. The Man with the Scoops, Sean. The movie Luke has never seen, Selena. Just gonna put it out there, not many people in the UK have seen that movie. Here's why. Simon Dormer. The Pharaoh, Stephen Mazafero. The Incredible Tarzo. And finally, for this Hall of Fame class of the 20th of December 2022, keep rolling, the Rick Petch. Thank you all so much for being Patreon Pledge Hammers over at patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk. Right, let's get into the rest of your Ultra Chats before we wrap this episode up. And boy, howdy, have you got some things to say about this show? Crikey! People have got some things to say about this show. Thank you all so, so much. Good, it's me. Taylor Penser. Hi, guys. I'll actually be at the Tampa show. It's my first ever wrestling event. To your point about Cena moving tickets, I bought mine two weeks before he was announced for 30 bucks. The lowest price in my section, just hours after he was announced, was 170 bucks someone dm'd me on twitter as well to be like that's outrageous the (laughs) the prices that they're at now are stupid like yeah 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 it kind of is cena is a draw i I told the story to uh tempest while we were going to get our lunch earlier today i went to a house show in i can't i'm gonna say 2016 it might be 2015 actually Mm -hmm. thinking about it it was the the house show loop that rollins got injured on and we blew out his knee because my friend then went to the house show that was directed the night after that. And mm. his main event was Kane versus the big show mm. in, in 2015. Mm. Um, and then and they had to panic fly over Dean Ambrose and Kevin Owens to a main event instead. So yes. thankfully we got that one instead yeah, <laughs> for nice. the show that we went to. But there were loads of kids in John Cena t-shirts mm. excited to see John Cena. John Cena was not on the show. There were a lot of upset kids that Oof. left when they realized that John Cena... Well, the main event of Owens and Ambrose died... 
everyone left because mm. they weren't they realized they weren't going to get john cena that's rough and we went to a house show then probably about six months later they didn't come back oh mate because they got burnt yeah so they were like that's not, rough. Going, not going to that again yeah john cena's a draw man yeah man matthew robinson uh this raw was perfect and the best raw of the year but i think if everyone who attacked came out to help ko and seth it would have been the best in a decade and end with roman coming in and causing chaos in the end what do you guys think like if roman was on this show it would have been like yeah, godl mode like, but roman was never gonna be on this episode of raw his promo at the start though did make him feel like he was a presence on the show which i thought was very smart Absolutely, yeah i hmm, okay i agree with you that I think it would have been amazing if everyone that got attacked came out at the end of the show and then Roman came out, big brawl, whatever, that's the way you end the show. I agree with you, that would have been amazing. I also think you can save that. If they are going to do that kind of retribution stuff, not that, <laughs> but the retribution style of everyone coming out to cost Roman and Sammy the match, I think that's going to have a greater impact. It will mean more if they do it then and don't do it now. Maybe. Yeah. Robert Waters. I wonder how New Japan feels about WWE taking its talent and Jonah and the Good Brothers. LOL. Typical WWE always signing ex New Japan talent. <laughs> what what? Matthew Robinson. With the Judgment Day, I would like a Ripley to do some different stuff. She talks in Dominic's every time. It's the is this really good or just repetitive? Oh, I don't mind it at all. I think the Ripley Dom stuff is actually some of the best stuff on Raw. I get what they're saying. Ripley does exactly the same whisper in his ear every time. And it's like, just do something slightly different. I don't mind it. Cool. Blue Jay Blaze. To say Triple H taking over WWE Creative is a good thing. It's an understatement. Watching show clips, let alone simply seeing how much happy you guys having watched entire episodes, puts a smile on my face. Jam that jam, wrestle lads. Tyler Wright. My girlfriend, who doesn't know anything about wrestling, sat uh, in right when the Ms. Loomis match was about to start. So I had to recap the whole storyline for her. And her words were, how can you watch this stuff? I swear wrestling is fun. Yeah. Yeah. Eddie Pat 14. Everyone give a warm welcome to Pete's twin brother, Pat's to wrestle talk. Sorry if you're lost in your brother, mate. We're all here for I'm you. I'm dead now. <laughs> what is this? And Luke, how do you feel about Wardlow saying his favorite Ninja Turtle is Leonardo? That's no one's favorite. <laughs> Come on now. It's Wardlow's. <laughs> Can't say it's no one. Okay, so his his catchphrase sucks and his opinions suck as well. Great, that's everything. And he's got a top knot. <laughs> he's got everything going against him. How's he popular? I swear, once this gets out, once word spreads amongst the mm. AEW fan base that Wardlow likes Leonardo, they'll all turn on him. Yeah. Well, Leonardo is the best Ninja Turtle in Wardlow's world. So. <laughs> Matthew Robinson. I loved Ripley versus uh, Asuka, but I... Nope. Oh, no, it is Akira. Yeah. It's because Akira Tozawa. I thought he just meant the movie. Um, <laughs> I loved Ripley versus Akira, but I think a man can do moves on Ripley, not just punch or kicker. When they do a match like this, it just reminds me of Reggie, which I know Pete remembers. I don't think this is good. What do you guys think? Well, I mean, we kind of shared our, our thoughts on it. Like, really, this was not about Akira Tozawa getting in moves. And if anything, it's actually better that he didn't, because mm. the whole point was to make Ripley look dominant. Yeah. I think it would have been fun if he did a move or two, but whatever. Hot tag. Uh, Jay Hohan Solo said, uh, the last time I chatted in, I just finished my college applications, and guess what? I got into my top choice Yay! school alongside another one where I won a scholarship. Whoa! Thank you for the 11,000 hours I've spent listening to you guys, which have really kept me sane. Well, congratulations to you. 11,000 hours. Yeah. Goodness me. Just on, he's been a member for 15 months in a row. 
I wish the theme songs in WWE were better. Yeah, you and me both. Uh, anyone with a CFO song is on the chopping block. IMO after Gargano and Ripley's Owen Styles Nakamura. I mean, yeah, that, I, that's people often say like, oh, it's because they can't use CFO songs, but mm. they use a bunch of yeah, CFO still, songs. Still, 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 still use a lot of them. Yeah, yeah, they need like you know they had Johnston and then they had CFO. They need someone to come in because mm. at the moment they've just got like everyone's got creator wrestler music, yeah. unless you've got like you know a song written by an actual band. Judgment Day. Yep. Great. Charles Berg's been a member for 19 months in a row. Happy holidays to all. I get everyone. Uh, I hope everyone gets the thing they wanted and we all have some delicious meals in the coming weeks. I know I will. Jam that jam. Uh, Carlos Mendoza said, Luke, did you listen to the new Proto Men song? The serendipity of the Monday Night War episode dropping two days after the new Proto Men song. Lull. I, d- I also, I want to say, I feel like I willed it into existence mm. because the free version of that, or the early access version, would have dropped before mm. the new Proto Men song came out. So I, th- I feel like I willed it into existence. That sounds about right, yeah. Uh, go, Boy- listen, go listen to the Proto Men, everyone. If you're like, who are the Proto Men? And you, you're sitting there thinking like, do you know what I need in my life? I need a rock opera band that will do a whole concept album about the story of Mega Man. Mm-hmm. If you're thinking that, if you're sat there right now, Go check out the Proto Men. Mm. Act one, I think, is a bit rough, but act two, the father of death, is muy bueno good. Mm. Uh, Benny Boy 004 said, Congratulations to Name Redacted for winning the Monday Night War. Looking forward to a potential season three. By the way, Luke, uh, the Injury Rehab 3 card instantly gets a wrestler back without a week off. I don't think it does. I don't think it does either. It told me... I, I, I... It's kind of spoilers. Go and get into it. So... Go to patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk if yeah. you want the early access for the finale of Monday Night War Season 2. And thank you to everyone who has as well. Loads more backers uh, joining us for the uh, for the final episode. Thank you so much, everyone. Really do appreciate it. Um, uh, where do we get to? Hannah Winter said, uh, Merry Christmas, Luke and Pete and all the WrestleTalk peeps. Also, happy birthday for Sunday, Pete. <laughs> I know it's tough having a birthday on Christmas Day. Also, happy birthday. <laughs> I can't believe this gimmick has come back all of a sudden. What, feels do, like, what do you mean come back it never left i feel like we had a real downturn in people wishing you a happy birthday but all of a sudden it feels like every other chat is wishing you a happy it's birthday because we've had another meme come up of pete leaving wrestle yeah and now people have just joined both so now it's just <laughs> all of them have just come back together again so you're saying that the one pete left wrestle reminded me was like oh hey we used to oh, yeah. other- we used to do that thing we used to do the other fun gimmick do you remember yeah. that twitter account is it pete's birthday still exists it still, still tweets exists? every day this was a great roar. LIW for life and jam that cranberry jam. Well, that's festive. Festive. Like it. Uh, Jay Zero Fellow has been a member for nine months in a row. Uh, just want to say I had an amazing three to four months being a moderator for this channel and you lads and thank you for the wonderful memories this year. Thank you. Thank you very much. German Chavez said, good morning, boys. Always happy to see you two on a Tuesday. Hope you both had an amazing weekend and sleep. Uh, question at this moment who else do you see coming back slash debuting for the rumble happy to say I'll be going have a great rest of your day oh, I hope man. you have a great rumble I I mean you'll probably have a great time I hope so I, the rumble is the one like Wrestlemania if I never go to Wrestlemania not that bothered but I'd love to go to a rumble 100% yeah. Um, uh, returns debuts for the rumble Kenny Omega no um, <laughs> uh Let's see. Who's a, who could be a, a return at the Rumble? I, I mean, I had Eric Young because I thought they were going to do a Sanity reunion at mm-hmm. some point, so I could see them doing an Eric mm-hmm. Young mm-hmm. like sanity, like a uh, full on like him with Wolf and Damo as well. You know who I would love, who I don't 
think they'll do. And if they do, I don't think they do it right. Josh Alexander. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, I'd they... really like to see him in WWE. I think he'd smash it. I could see Triple H reaching out mm. to other companies to see if people want to do yeah. a, uh, a spot in the Rumble. Mm. We had, uh, so we've recorded our 2023 prediction show. Me, mm. Myself and I, Davis, I'll go up on New Year's Eve. And as a spoiler for that episode, <gasps> one of the submitters, one of our um, uh, community tab mm. posters said, Kyrie Sane will be an entrant in the Royal Rumble. IWGP Women's Champion mm. Kyrie Sane will yeah. be an entrant in the Royal Rumble. And I was like, that's actually a really good shout. There's also reports that that might be happening. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Mm. So, we shall see. We shall see. Mm. And isn't it exciting? Because Sasha Banks might be going to New Japan to set up a program with Kyrie. So, what if Kyrie comes back to WWE? Then they have a Sasha Banks Kyrie thing in WWE to build into a New Japan thing. Forbidden door, everybody. Um, 2023 is going to be mad. It's going to be weird, isn't it? Uh, Mr. Higglesby. Yay, my boy. It's a lovely time with the boys. Hope you're all doing great. Is there a PO box where we can send you all gifts? Uh, love you all and hope you have a wonderful Christmas and great new year. Uh, no. Send an email to support at wrestletalk.com. We do not have a PO box, but we maybe can give you our address. Potentially. Uh, and missed Ultra Chat from Saturday. Jack Nichols, unfortunately, <laughs> it's my birthday. Oh. It's unfortunate we missed it on Saturday. Uh, 33 years old. One of the year's highlights has been watching Tempest grow as a performer and podcaster. You're knocking it out of the park whenever you're on screen, so kudos. I'll be sure to let him know that you said that. Uh, also love Sat too. You guys are great. Have a great day, lads. I'll also let Sat know that you said that too. Yes. Uh, Harry at Manga Girl. Hey, Harry. Lovely to have you in the chat. Said, Merry Christmas, guys. Just taking this opportunity to say thank you for all the content this year. Can definitely say this is a year of wrestling we will not forget for a long time. Thank you for covering it all. Have a great holiday and keep being awesome. No, you keep being awesome. You keep being awesome, Harry. Yeah. Love your reactions to the Monday Night War series. Cannot wait to oh, watch episode 15. Watching her little heartbreak when I had all those injuries. Spoilers for episode 14. Hector Rodriguez has been a member for... 11 months in a row says, happy holiday, friends. Hope you guys have all of the fun. Stay on. All the fun. <laughs> oh, I, I'm going to have all the fun. But, uh, selfish. Spread it around, will you? I mean, leave it. some fun for other people. Yeah, I mean, like, everyone else will be in the room. will also have all the fun with me. Well, I'm not going to be here. Well, you, you can have all, all the fun in your own house. But that's not all the fun, is it? <laughs> You've got all the fun. Vandalia1998 said, It's been a few weeks since this happened, but I wanted to tell Luke, grats on hosting Quizzlemania and not getting fired. Plus, I agree with Luke, and I like The Miz, but he hasn't been in a good storyline since The Miz feud. Hmm. I yeah, like, Miz, like... Miz hasn't been in a good storyline since the Miz for you. It's true. Yeah, it's yeah, right. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, yeah, I agree. All that May 19th stuff. And <laughs> <laughs> Miz came out in a mask. It's Miz versus Miz Dow, I think. <laughs> I think that's the feud. Maybe that is what Vandalia was going for, Who was he hasn't been in a good storyline since the Miz Dow feud. Which, to be fair, they dropped. It should have been way better than it was. Yeah. I still think that the Miz's last good year, where he was genuinely like, a, oh, yeah, no, he is really good. Was 2016 absolutely but as a reminder that was six years ago mm -hmm. and i'd also argue that was probably about two three it's, months it's actually, people think oh what a great year no it was it was a handful of weeks yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah. that promo on talking smack and great. the dolph match very very close great. together yeah uh, and lastly for now i believe steven costa who's been a member for eight months in a row says merry christmas lads thanks you for every laugh you guys have given me let's get you lads on nrb and play some board games jam that jam you guys rock oh if only but unfortunately uh we weren't in crap comedy shows with adam so <laughs> 
we're not allowed to be on the channel, I guess. What do you mean? We've been in crap comedy shows. We've been on Quizmania. <laughs> I didn't know Sullivan pre-2020, so uh, I'm not allowed to be on the show. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. yeah, If we're not Sullivan's mate, then uh, we don't get to be on the Rosebard. Anyway, thank you all so much for watching. Please do check out this episode's sponsor, Incogni. The first 100 people to use our promo code WTPODCAST will get a wonderful discount at the checkout. And if you are new here and you haven't done already, please do press the subscribe button. Press that little thumbs up button as well. We love each and every one of you. Share this around with your friends. Helps us in the algorithm and all of that good jazz. There will be no live Raw podcast next week, but we'll be back tomorrow with the best matches of 2022. We'll be live on Thursday with the AEW Dynamite review. Then it'll be the best pay-per-views of 2022. We've got the Christmas special coming up, or the SmackDown review, in fact, actually this weekend mm -hmm. with myself and Dave Bradshaw. The Christmas special going up on Christmas Day. We've then got, Crikey, what else have we got going on? What's on Boxing Day? On Boxing Day, I think it's the worst matches of mm -hmm. 2022. What a yeah. Christmas present that is. There will then be the best of Wrestle Talk on Tuesday, mm -hmm. the worst pay per views of 2022 on Wednesday, mm -hmm. a live episode of Dynamite doing that review. Mm -hmm. The 2023 predictions will be going out. Mm -hmm. There's a whole host of content coming up on the Wrestle Podcast channel. And also, just a quick plug for the main Wrestle Talk channel as well, we're going to have uh, some fun videos going out on Boxing Day and New Year's Day. Uh, it's a bit of an experiment, but it should be, I hope, very fun. Yeah. Uh, it's. Um, spoilers it's luke and ollie predicting every wwe on boxing day and aew on new year's day all of their wrestlers they have to predict all of their how their 2023 will be in three words or less every single wrestler on wwe slash aew and there's, there's there's more than you'd think there's a lot of them and it's a bit nuts genuinely so hopefully gen should be pretty fun genuinely took me longer to write than i thought it would do oh yeah 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 you get you get stuck on one of them for a while yeah and you go what's that 2023 gonna be like yeah 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 so, yeah, yeah it's that... uh hopefully a bit of fun so stay tuned for the main uh rest talk channel on boxing day and new year's day for that and speaking of uh what new year's eve mm. we're gonna be reviewing that episode of smackdown mm. With the John Cena Ooh, Roman yeah. Reigns tag team match, so we have got so much content coming up on the Rest Podcast channel and the uh, Rest main channel and PFK as well. As well as No Rolls Barred, go check out all of our stuff. Thank you all so much for listening. So much, so much, such good see, such good see. Take care, everyone. Jam that jam. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 